We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm Lawrence. I'm here with you from noon until 2. But today, we've got a Cubs game, so we're going to try to get all of the show into before we go to Zach in Cubs pre. You got a, got a five-pound show and a two-pound bag. Jerome. Yeah, that's right. Cool breeze. This hour is being brought to you by CarX Tire and Auto online at CarX.com. Ray, let's go. Lawrence Holmes, noon to two on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. Previously on the Lawrence Holmes Show. I'm terrified of today's game. They already showed some of the things that make you understand why Johnny Cueto wasn't on somebody's roster when they extended him past his warranty in the game against the Cubs. This lineup ain't the Cubs. This lineup is dangerous. Up and down it. There are people that can make problems for you. And all of the stuff that Johnny Cueto is out there doing with duct tape and gum, the MacGyvering that he is doing out there to pitch has been great. I salute what you've done. I just got a bad feeling that it might be Yakatal time. When you look in this lineup, you go, oh, yeah. They're going to wait back on that nonsense you've been doing. You're going to go out there with some magic tricks and then look up and Teoscar Hernandez has hit one 425 feet. Oh, boy. Left field. Juan back. And he's not going to have a play. Teoscar Hernandez again early in the count. This one leaves. Teoscar came in hitting 170 for this series, and he is up that substantially. It's a changeup right over the middle of the plate. A little one-handed finish. Knew it was going right off the bat, and so did I. 4 nothing. Yakatal time. Oh, I think I'm gonna cry. Make me a bicycle clown. I wish all of you could have seen my face when Teoscar Hernandez did hit the ball 425 feet yesterday. Face up! Welcome in. My name is Lawrence Holmes, and I'm here with you until Cubs baseball, Cubs Cardinals, will be on the score airwaves this afternoon after the Cubs did work yesterday. We are going to celebrate the Cubs doing some work yesterday and kind of what they've been on the last three games. Does it still feel good for a Cub fan to, for those wins? Like, you kind of know what the season is about. Like, we're definitely in a developmental window for the Cubs, but... It still feels good when it's the Cardinals, right? I'm just trying to juxtapose how I would feel like dealing with the Twins. Stupid, weird-ass Twins. It still feels good when they beat them. Make me feel good! We're going to spend some time talking about the Cubs, and there's a couple of players. Oh, by the way, Mr. and Mrs. Cub fan. There was a moment last night You got a a Nikki two strikes moment last night 
on defense. There was a play where they could have cut down a runner at second base. But Nick Madrigal stayed back instead of leaning forward to apply the tag. And that is something that he did on the south side that used to make me furious. Son, you got to get your face in there. Got to make a tag. Just something to keep in mind when we get to the Cubs portion of today's show. And we will. And we will break down the pitching matchups today. We'll talk about everything that leads you into Cubs-Cardinals day two of this series. But I would be remiss if you and I didn't spend a little bit of time talking about your Chicago White Sox. Um, yeah, man. Watching yesterday's game in on a perfect Chicago day. Like, I'm sitting there. I got the windows open. It's a breeze going on, and you're going, all right. This game hasn't completely devolved. The White Sox still have a chance. And, in fact, the White Sox m- might be able to win this game. And then the eighth inning happened. Um, Ray, why don't we just do that now? Let's just get let's get it out of the way right now. Let's let's give them the recap from yesterday's game. It's time for the White Sox minute. Tim crushes this ball. He throws the bat. The ball goes flying. It is gone. We're gonna be South Sox regardless. South slider. Hi, Mom. Go Sox, babe. The White Sox minute on the Lawrence Holmes show. In Toronto, it's the White Sox and the Blue Jays, and the Sox try to avoid a sweep. Three and two from Manoa to Grandal. Strike three, Paul. Yes, didn't like that one. He was right on the first one. That was a strike, and the Sox leave him loaded. On the ground to shortstop, Garcia and Harrison, and that's the double play that he wanted. The Blue Jays get a run, but the big inning is much less likely. It's 1-0 between there as well. Up the gap in right center field. Tapia around third. Throw coming to the play is not in time. And no play at third either. The Blue Jays have made it 2 to nothing. Espinal with an extra base hit up the alleyway. And it's 2 nothing. Oh, boy. Left field. Vaughn back. And he's not going to have a play. Take Oscar Hernandez again early in the count. This one leaves. Simber, you'd imagine, would be for Abreu. Two and two, Roberts sprays it to left center field, up the alleyway it goes on a hop and high off the wall, one run home, Garcia scores, it's a 4-2 ball game, Luis Robert carves the alleyway in left center, and suddenly the Sox are right back in it. Oh yeah. In the air, left center, this is a 4-3 ball game. Moncada, an RBI single. The Sox are within a run here in the eighth. And then. Two. And he pumps it to right center. Biggio into the alley. It's an RBI double. And the Jays going for the big inning have a 5-3 lead. Through the right side, it's a base hit. One in. Sheets his throw to the plate. Not in time. Two-run single, 7-3 Toronto. Right field toward the corner it goes, and this ball's off the wall. Bichette reels into first and then dives back. He thought about two, then thought better of it on the RBI single. It is 8-3. The Blue Jays sweep here at Rogers Center. 
The Blue Jays did sweep at the Rogers Center in Toronto. The White Sox uh, made a pit stop in Buffalo so that they didn't have to get COVID tested. And then they're going to fly from Buffalo to Tampa. Well, they will start a three-game series against the Tampa Rays. And then they have an off day, and they come home, and who will be waiting for them? The Los Angeles Dodgers of Anaheim, California, and the United States. That's who will be waiting for them. Johnny Cueto ended this game with a quality start. It was a QS. Why? Because, of course, there was an unearned run by your Chicago White Sox. Six innings, three earned runs. You've gotten, if we look at this on the whole, you've gotten four great starts out of Johnny Cueto. Like I was saying on yesterday's show, he's already paid for himself. And you're losing those games. It looked like they had a chance late, but they did not. I don't feel like things are going to be much better for them. You'll get Cease back, so you'll be able to pitch Cease. But I don't feel like things are going to be much better for them in Tampa. I really hope that I'm wrong. I'd, I'd like to... I'd like for the White Sox to start proving me wrong. You know, a lot of times when you do this or you write... You, you look forward to being right. And I'm not going to lie. I have an ego. I enjoy being right. I enjoy being right about Tay Oscar Hernandez yesterday. You saw it happen and you thought of me too. You're like, wait, Holmes said that on the show today. How did he know that was going to happen? Because he just knew that that was the type of guy that was going to do it. I'd like for the White Sox to get to a place where they're proving me wrong. You know... In the offseason, when I said, your team's pretty good. It could be better. There's no reason why you shouldn't go out and spend money. I like the Josh Harrison move if he's your 26th man, but you gave your 26th man a three-year deal when you didn't need to do that. That's odd. It's a very odd thing that you did there. And you probably needed another starting pitcher. Now, in this case, they have proven me wrong a little bit. They've gotten decent work out of Vincent Velasquez and, and Johnny Cueto. How much longer do you think that's going to last? Here's the good news. The good news is, while the White Sox have struggled, the Twins picked a great week to not be good. The bad news is, is while that was happening, Cleveland decided, hey, since no one really wants to win this division, how about us? How about the Guardians? Maybe the Guardians can get inside this party right here. So, I thank you very much for your time on allowing me to talk about the White Sox. I truly do. Because I've needed that. I... I need this. I'm, I can only scream at my television so much. So I promise you that if I'm annoyed over the weekend, I will do a podcast on House of L. I promise you that. And we just need to talk through this. We really do. I, I, I'll have more on Monday because we'll have more time on Monday to do some things. And maybe, just maybe, we're talking about a White Sox team that wins their series against the Tampa Rays.
and everything will be fine leading into the off day before they take on the Dodger. Why is it? Why is this schedule like this, man? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to wait. Hold on. Text message. I'm sorry, Lawrence. I know they call three earned and six a quality start, but a 4.5 ERA is nowhere near a quality start. Please go away. That that particular guy, just go away. You know Johnny Cueto was has been totally fine. I hope you know that you know what a 4.5 ERA gets you in the major leagues millions upon millions of dollars if you had a pitcher who went out there six innings every time in 33 starts he'd be a pitcher that's around 200 innings a year you know what that guy gets per year he gets 20 million So I'm not in the mood for your nonsense today. You know what I am in the mood for? I'm in the mood to talk about this Cubs team. I'm in the mood to talk about some winning baseball and to get you ready for the Cubs and Cardinals game, which is coming up on the score airwaves. I got some stuff for you. And I I think if you're okay with the developmental aspect of where the Cubs are at, I think you're going to enjoy it. We'll share it with you next here on the score. Yo, Holmes. Lawrence Holmes. Holmes runs it really well. Noon to two. Holmes doing what Holmes does on Sports Radio 670 The Score. Yo, Holmes! And 670thescore.com. In Odyssey Station. It's time for the Cubs Minute. Chicago Cubs baseball is on the air. Fly the W! Wrigleyville fans are awesome. Great food. It's, you know, it's tough to beat. Cubbies. The Cubs Minute on the Lawrence Holmes Show. It's game one of a five-game series. That's right, a five-game series between the Chicago Cubs and the St. Louis Cardinals. Now the 0-2 pitch to Wilson. Swung on, hit in the air. Deep left field. It's got a chance. Gone. Two-run home run. Wilson Contreras. Cubs lead two to nothing. Third inning. Here's a drive into left center. Trouble. That's in the gap. It's going to be an extra base knock. One hop up against the Vines. Goldschmidt going to second with a double. Scoring on the play is Harrison Bader. And Goldschmidt stays sizzling hot. He lines one into left field. This could tie the game. Goldschmidt's going to try to score. Hap throws to the plate. The throw offline. Higgins throws down to second. And not in time. Safe the call at second base. Goldschmidt scores the tying run, the 2-1. Swinging a high fly ball, deep left field. Get out the tape measure, long gone. Frank Schwindel, Cubs lead 3-2. Ian Happ leads off for the Cubs here in the bottom of the fourth. And he'll drive one in the air, deep left center. That goes Bader, it's got a chance, gone. Ian Happ. Cubs lead 4-2. Kicks and fires. Ground ball up the middle and through in the center field for a base hit. Schwindel being waved around. He's coming home and heading into third base is Horner. Trying to advance to second is Frazier and he is thrown out. Cubs extend the lead. They're up 5-2 now. Cubs out homering the Cardinals 3-0. Deep fly ball, left center field. Back are Hap and Morrell near the wall and that's going to be a home run. 
A two-run homer for Harrison Bader. It's all over. Cubs win game one by a score of 7-5. to five. Ray, did you see highlights courtesy of the score? The great Pat Hughes on the call. Shout out to my guy Zach Zabin, too. Did you see the beer pyramid? I did, and I saw what subsequently happened to the beer pyramid. Oh, so okay. Before we get into like the serious like baseball stuff about the Cubs, I I'm of two minds on the beer pyramid. Number one, it seems like harmless fun. Everyone in the area seems to be okay with it. So is there really a need to... He he knocked that over like his name was Karen. He just walked over there and was like, nope, that's the end of your beer pyramid that you got going on over here. The other part is, I get it. That having to clean all of that up, you are a distraction, like all of that stuff. But I I just felt like it could have been handled more delicately. That it was handled. Like, even on the broadcast, like, Boog was like, oh, when the thing got knocked down. They were talking about it on the broadcast the whole night. Yeah, that man came through, and he had no love. He was like, hey, you can get this stupid beer pyramid up out of here. Anyway, all right, let me get to the baseball. Here's what's something cool that happened in last night's game. One, Morell reached base again, had a hit and, and a walk. We'll get to him. But Keegan Thompson is a fascinating character study. They ask him to start. They put him in high leverage bullpen situations sometimes. So I asked Rossi about that on Tuesday on how do you go about developing a player like that? He had some success, had some failure, goes into the offseason and understands, hey, I'm good enough to pitch in the big leagues. And he knows it. He's proven it. So putting in the work, having the right mentality coming in, to this season and then embracing the role of being on the team and the role that he had. And you're going to need a bunch of pitchers as we see in a major league season, especially starting pitchers. And for him to give us that depth early on was a huge piece, giving us multiple innings out of the bullpen while we were trying to build up some of these starters with a shortened spring training. He was perfect for that role. And I still think he's a huge value down there, but with all the injuries we've had creep up on us and him being able to slide into the rotation and be able to give us 50, 60, 70 pitches out of the, as a starter when he fills in and, and pitching to the level that he's been pitching at has been huge. It's fun to see a player like that embrace the roles that they've been given. And I thought Rossi did the right thing. He ran into a little bit of trouble in the sixth, and he's like, all right, let's get him out of here. And they were able to hold on. Strowman will go today. I'll get, get to the Cubs lineup after I share this with you. It's been fun to, one, watch Frank Schwindel, who, if you haven't noticed, like over the last two weeks since he was back with the team, he's, his OPS for the last two weeks is in the eights. Another big night for him last night. But it's been these young guys that are on the team that that's put a little bit of an energetic spirit, or energetic spirit into this team. I asked Rossi about that. Here's what he said. I think the main thing for me is just, you know, I think we have a clubhouse that guys feel welcome. They feel at home. I think Morell touched on that when he got up here, uh, being in spring training, the way these guys interact, the way they talk, the the culture we try to create, it's it's all inclusive. We need everybody, young, rookies, veterans, everybody has to contribute to success. And, you know, the winning teams I've been a part of, that's how it is. The culture makes the young guys 
fit in really fast and make them feel welcome. That way their skills show up and they don't, they're not timid. They're not scared. There may be some adrenaline, but there's they're guys there helping them. And I think, you know, some of the stuff that I, I read this morning about Schwarmer and, and Higgins that he caught him in AAA and Higgy being up here and hitting his first home run yesterday, you know, he's gotten a taste of catching some of these guys last year and some of the guys that, you know, in spring training, the veterans, he's been around a little bit and knows these guys and how they work. And I think him being able to talk to to Matt and tell him, hey, just pitch your game. I'll take care of calling the game, managing the game. You just make your pitches. That's the kind of culture and that's the kind of thing we're trying to create here. So these guys come up and feel really comfortable and can, can succeed and, and pitch or play to their best. Rossi, this is going to sound weird, but just hang with me on this one, okay? You have right. you have Morrell come up, and he is off to a great start. How do you support his great start while also letting him understand that it might not be like this all the time? I don't think you need to. I don't. I, I don't think it's 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 something that you have to make aware to the player. Who are we to judge what it's going to go like? You know who. He may be the next Mike Trout. We don't, we, we don't know. I think we, we come in to, with so many expectations or lack of expectations. This young man's young, hungry, and, you know, he was in big league camp for us two years ago, and the growth he's made already is astounding to me. And the way he takes the information is, is being able to apply that really fast has really been impressive. The coaching staff has been really impressed. We've moved him all over the diamond. He's looked great in each position. His excitement, his energy brings a lot to us. So for me, when guys struggle, we're there to, to catch them and help them and talk them through it. But until that time comes, you just high-five them when they do great, pat them on the butt when they punch out or make a mistake, and you keep moving down the line. This is this is a everyday game that we have to play and stay mentally positive because of all the failure that you go through and he's a positive person and so we're along for the ride with him and supporting him and when things the bumps in the road come that's what the family's all about that's what our culture's all about is about helping each other through those tough moments talking through them and then using some of the experiences we have to maybe give up give some advice or, or a helping hand he does seem to play with a lot of joy Oh man, it's it's infectious, man. The way he, uh, you know, I was joked the other day with the media. It's like if you feel like before the game starts, he he has to pat everybody on the back or shake everybody's hand. The umpire, the catcher, the first the guy at first when he gets to second. It doesn't matter. Uh, I mean, this guy is just a genuinely great human being that loves to play baseball, and 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 that's what's so infectious and so great about him. Uh, outside of just his skill set and how he. How he comes to work every day with that smile and that energy is is awesome. Here's the lineup. Morell at second, Ortega in center, Hap in left, Schwindel's the DH, Wisdom's at third, Hayward's in right, Higgins will catch, Rivas at first, Simmons at shortstop. Marcus Stroman will pitch. He's been terrific since the end of April, so I'm hoping for another great outing for him today. We will talk about all of this stuff on Monday. We'll even talk about the, the White Sox if we have to. Thanks to Ray Diaz, the executive producer of this show. He does a wonderful job. Cubs baseball is next here on The Score. See you on Monday. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.